Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. You're listening to Too Tall For You. Welcome to Too Tall For You. I'm here chatting with Danny Drews. I played college volleyball with her, and we're just catching up a little bit. How are you, Danny? I'm good. Thanks for having me, Burke. I'm excited for this podcast, and hopefully we can get into some interesting conversations. I know, we always do. Do you want to just introduce yourself really quick, a little spiel about who you are? Yeah, sure. So my name's Danny. Um, I'm a senior, and it's kind of weird. I am getting an extra year of college because of COVID and everything that's going on. So <laughs> this is my senior year, but I guess I get a super senior year next year, um, but it'll, it's fine. It'll be worth it to finish it out and play. And um, at the end of the day, we're lucky that we're able to get eligibility back for next year. But I'm from Utah originally, and I've lived here my whole life, never lived anywhere else. Um, my whole family's here. I'm married to Christian Drews. So my maiden name was Barton. He played football at the U and I, mar- I met him there and yeah, we live in Bountiful. We have two dogs and a cat now. I'm slowly becoming more of a cat person, but <laughs> I love to work out and hike and yeah, volleyball. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, we're going to get into all of that because again, like I, I really want to talk about being tall, but there's so much more to just to us than just being tall, right? And like Danny, Danny is like the busiest body I know <laughs> and always doing something so like you always have the newest I don't know skincare routine skincare product new hike to go on so Danny's your go-to for all the random questions about everything thanks yeah I definitely have a little bit of ADHD and always on the go (laughs) and I'm not very good at relaxing and chilling but it's okay it's fun to stay busy (laughs) so COVID's probably been really hard we haven't really talked about it but like is that like, or yeah, just like found things to do around the home? Well, especially when everything first got like really shut down, the two weeks that turned into two years, it feels like. Um, yeah. But when everything like the gyms were closed, you could only really go to grocery stores. I was literally going insane because. I really do like to just go out and do stuff. Like if I'm bored, I'll go to the grocery store, which is kind of an unhealthy spending habit. But (laughs) I've been cleaning a ton. Like my house has never been cleaner. My dogs have never gone on more hikes. (laughs) And I started running a ton. Like I ended up building up to like, I was training for a marathon just for fun because that's all I would do all day. But um, I stopped running now. Were you training to go on one or just training like for the marathon distance? Like trying to get up to just the a time. marathon distance, okay. like, yeah, just get it in a good time and like a really good pace just because I couldn't go to the gym and I had so much energy to work off. So I'd turn on an audiobook. Oh, I found my new love of audiobooks. I'm obsessed. Nice. But I'd turn on an audiobook and I'd go running for like three hours. So, <laughs> what was your best time that you got to? We did a half marathon. I don't even know the time anymore, but me and okay. my cousin who's a soccer player at Weber State. We did a half marathon just distance together in St. George, and we did it really fast, but I can't remember the exact time. She has it written down, but it was pretty good. I was proud of myself. Nice. 
But That's exciting. Yeah. Okay, really quick. We're going to do a rocket round of questions just so people can get to know you a little bit. Perfect. I'll give you a little spiel. Like, you have 45 seconds to do this. Um, and if you're like me at all, when I get a question, I want to explain it. So, like, we can come back to these after. So, just say the first thing that comes to your head and we'll get through as many as we can. Okay? Okay. Perfect. <laughs> all right. Starting this time. Ready? All right. Favorite food? Steak. Favorite TV show? <sighs> Shit's Creek. Favorite dessert? Oh, life cereal. <laughs> Last thing you bought online? A speaker. Nice. What song would you play repeatedly to torture a friend? <laughs> Ooh. Mmm. Probably that one that's like, boom, 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 boom. <laughs> I want you in my room. That one. I mean, that'd torture myself, but. <laughs> Do you have a favorite song right now? <sighs> no. I listen to so much different music all day. All right. That's time. Nice. I have one specific question to lead into, like, the tall section of things. I want to hear everyone's how's the weather up there stories. Like, do you have the funniest story? Like someone came up to you and said something, made some kind of comment about your height. Yeah. Okay. So, um, let me think. Cause I mean, it has happened a lot and I would say probably the funniest time, or I guess just the most awkward time was when I was in Japan last May for the USA collegiate national team. I had some Japanese guys. We went downtown in Tokyo somewhere. And I had these Japanese locals there come up to me and constantly want to take pictures with me. And like, they'd like, they didn't speak English, but they kept motioning to like how tall I was. And then they'd like make this (laughs) shocked expression, like as if they'd never seen a tall woman before. And it definitely made me laugh, but then by the end of the day, like after it happened 10 times, I was like, oh my gosh, this is so annoying. Oh like, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But I don't know. I probably don't get as many as you because like you make me feel feel short. <laughs> but you still get them and like, because, okay, how tall are you? Well, my last physical, I was 5'11", but my whole life I've thought I was like six foot, almost 6'1". <laughs> But I just tell everyone I'm six foot. Yeah. Because that's pretty tall. I mean, that's way taller than average, what average height is for women. So, yeah. Well, I was going to say, are... like, Go yeah, the comments come whenever I'm not in a volleyball setting. Like, because when I'm around the team, I don't feel like super tall. I just feel like pretty average. But when I'm around, like, friends that aren't athletes or just in social settings with non athletes, it's like they think I'm ginormous. Like I was actually just at a wedding. I was just at a wedding in Oregon two weeks ago and I went to this rehearsal dinner. So it was just like close friends and family. And I didn't really know anyone because it's Christian's friends. And I kid you not, the tallest person there was probably besides me and Christian, like was to my shoulder. And I was wearing high heels and like everyone was just like, they didn't say anything, but like anytime I'd walk in where they'd like look up at me and be like, they'd never seen a tall woman before. It was, I was a little uncomfortable by the end of the night. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I, I love to wear heels. I mean, you know that about me, but like, 
I wish I want to wear them more in like normal life, just walking around. But I'm like, I already get stared at. I'm like, I have to pick and choose. Do I feel like getting stared at today? <laughs> I don't. I know because people make a big deal out of it. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. All right. So, just some things about. They're kind of like weird questions, but I'm just curious, like. Do you think you notice height in general? Like when you're out, like, do you think because people make comments, you're like aware or maybe is it more like if you're wearing heels or something, you're aware of like other people's height or do you get what I'm asking? Like, sometimes I feel like no, I'm not I get aware what you're asking. people are. And then sometimes I'm very aware, like, and I don't know if it's like how I'm feeling in the situation or what, but. I think. There is certain settings where I'm super aware of it. Like I can think back to high school dances was a huge one for me. Like we'd be dancing with a group of friends or like in a mosh pit and I'd feel like a boy, like with all my friends, like I'd be like, I'm their boyfriend. Like, because all of a lot of my girlfriends in high school were um, dancers or on drill team. And so they were pretty little compared to me. And I just would, I would remember like, we'd all be dressed up and like look really pretty, but then I would like, there'd be some awkward moments during the night where I'd be like, oh, I just feel so masculine, which sucks. Cause like height does not mean masculinity, but I was also really immature then. Like I'm a 16 year old just trying to not stand out too much. So, I mean, looking back it's silly, but I do remember specific moments like that where I'd be like, I feel ginormous. No, I totally get that. I mean, I feel like I say this all the time. That's why I feel like even out with friends, I feel like I can't, I don't know. I'm like, I mean, I'm already pretty quiet, but like, I don't even want to do any more anything extra because I'm like, people are already looking at me. And again, that's like so selfish. Like people really aren't paying that much attention, but like, I already feel like I am. But yeah. Do you think like back to those situations, like in high school, do you think that affected your confidence or like helped you have more confidence? I think now as I've gotten a lot more mature, at the end of the day, it has helped me. But I would say there was definitely times where it hurt my confidence, especially when I was younger. And like, I mean, high school is rough for everyone in different ways. Like everyone's Mm -hmm. kind of starting to figure out who they are and hormones and just everything's It's just an awkward stage of life. And I think during that time period, there was definitely times where I would, it would kind of hurt my self-esteem when I would feel that way, which is stupid because it's like what I said, like, Height doesn't mean masculinity and it doesn't mean like anything negative, but I feel like when you're immature and just society in general is so much about like physical looks that you want to fit into a specific mold at that age, if that makes sense. And mm-hmm. I don't know, it can definitely be like, there was definitely times where I'd be like, I just wish I was like normal sized or shorter, which is so stupid because what is normal sized? Like, honestly, right. but I don't know. Um, at the end of the day though, I'm, I definitely feel like I've grown into my height, if that makes sense. And like, it, I feel like helps me, like I, it's one of the things people first notice about me. And like, I feel like in a way, like when you're a tall person, like you stand out in a room, so you might as well make the most of it. And I think now like it has helped with my confidence. Do you think, was there like a specific time where you like felt that change in yourself where you're like oh I think like being this tall is great like I mean I feel like you've had it always like you're a pretty confident person but like (laughs) again you said like 
there were times where it made you feel unconfident when you're younger but like do you think there was a switch at some point when you're like I'm just gonna like you said like I'm just gonna embrace it or is there like something that happened that made you feel that way or do you think just like you were saying like getting older and you just started to grow into it I think what really started to make me embrace it was probably my senior year of high school and this is why like I'm so thankful for sports at the end of the day because like I really wasn't that good at volleyball in high school until about probably my senior year. Like that's when I was like, oh, like I actually think I, I used to just be like, oh, I play volleyball, like just to play it. But then my senior year, like there was this moment where I was like, I actually feel like I could have a future in this and like be good and play in college and like be a good player in college, not just like be on a team. Mm-hmm. And I started actually wishing I was taller because like, being recruited like pretty much everyone would tell me like oh we just wish you were like had a couple more inches or this or that and so it was like at that time period where I was like totally embracing it and being like I almost wish I was taller like I just like but yeah so and I think that that desire to like want to be even more tall helped me just feel way more comfortable with just height in general and like I started looking at it as something that's a strength rather than, like, something I want to change. That's awesome. I didn't know that. That's funny. So I kind of – I'm really interested in, like, this whole confidence idea with being tall and, like, other aspects of it. Do you think – so you're kind of talking about how you felt, like, more masculine just because you were taller. Like, that's something that I struggle with all the time. Like – And it's funny when you try to explain that to someone who isn't tall, they're like, what? There's no way. Like, you're not masculine. And it's like, but you don't feel what I'm feeling. (laughs) Like, you're not understanding. I get what you mean because it's like, I know exactly what you mean because for me, like, I would feel big if that makes sense. Like, I'm just taking up a lot of space, like, wherever I'm at. And, like, I get what you mean because then, like, I don't know. I just feel like how society portrays like height being attractive nowadays is like you want a tall guy and I feel like that's like shoved down our throats from the time like we're little kids it's like oh yeah I get like a tall handsome boyfriend but they don't talk about like get a tall beautiful girlfriend you know like yeah so I feel like it's something that like is kind of narrated to us when we're kids even without us realizing it if that makes sense yeah and then I don't know I get like the feeling masculine like with feeling big like I know I'm in good shape but like if I'm comparing myself to someone who is just littler than me in the sense that like they're shorter they're probably more petite because like right I'm not like a tall person who's like there's some tall girls that are like I feel like you're kind of like this like you still have really like petite shoulders and like you're really skinny like I feel like I'm like kind of a rectangle like my width matches my height if that makes sense that's um, funny for that, so I don't, I don't feel that way at all, but you know, <laughs> I don't even know if I'm explaining this correctly. No, but you like... are. I totally get it. Yeah. You said something. Oh, you said something about just taking up space. I, that's something I've felt like so lonely in like my whole life. So like, this is what makes me excited about this podcast and like talking to people about it is just like this idea that I feel like. I'm already taking up so much space wherever I'm at that, like, like, I don't know. I don't know how to be okay with it or how to be, like, 
I mean, I know I've accepted it. Like I figured it out, but I still feel like self-conscious about it. Like, I don't know how to not worry about blocking someone's view if I'm sitting in a movie theater, even though the seats are raised differently. Like I should never worry about that. But like, there's things like that, that I'm just like, I'm taking up space because I'm way bigger than everyone around me. <laughs> no. And I totally, I I know that feeling, so I'm glad. Because I kind of always, I don't know, I've never really talked to anyone about this either. I'm just like, I just kind of thought it was like something that I felt. Yeah. And I don't know, for me, I think it has, it kind of led to like, just having some stupid worries of like, oh, I get what you mean. Like thinking of like, I don't want to block someone's view or just like, it's led to me almost like caring too much about what other people think about my height. And then letting that like, for me it has led into like other areas, if that makes sense. Cause it's easy yeah. to like be so consumed. Like what are others thinking of me? But you said this earlier, like at the end of the day, like everyone thinks that people are thinking about them way more than they actually are. So I get, but like, it's like, how can you actually embody that and like know that and never worry? You know, I get what you're talking about. Yeah. No, that if there's one thing I wish I could learn right now, like, and obviously, like, I understand it, but, like, I wish I could change mentally is that, that, like, no one really cares. I was actually talking to a teammate here. She's like, I'm going to write a book one day, and it's going to be called No One Actually Gives a, Gives an F. Like, no, no one actually cares. <laughs> like, valid. It's <laughs> a very good point. No, but it's true, because, like, if you think about it, everyone is consumed. Like, it's just how humans are naturally. Like, everyone's consumed thinking that other people are thinking about when them when that other person is doing the same thing in their own head. Yeah. So I don't know, but yeah, if she writes that book, please send it to me. Cause <laughs> I definitely have to be way better about that of just like really at the end of the day, people don't care about you as much as you think. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So what else do you think that has bled into in your life? Like just being so worried about what everyone cares about. Like, is there anything specific or just like overall, lots of things no there's some specific areas for me one is it's turned me more into a people pleaser than I ever thought I was if that makes sense like I don't know I think back when I was like a younger kid like I was happy with my friends that I had and wasn't like worried about what they thought of me as a person if that makes sense like I wouldn't be like yeah oh my gosh, like, I hope they like me. I hope they're not talking bad about me behind my back. Whereas nowadays, like, I can get myself into, like, I have to talk myself out of it because it's a habit I've broken but have to continue to work on breaking. But of, like, I'll have these good friends, but then, like, when I'm on my own, I'll be like, well, do you think that they talk bad about me when I'm not there? Do you think this about me annoys them? Like, should I change this about my personality to get more friends or that type of thing, I guess? Mm-hmm. And then one other area, like, for me has been, which has to do with height, I guess, too, has just been, like, kind of, like, body image and, like, I don't know, like, it's something that had become, and it's something that, like, I'm off all social media right now because, like, it really is, I just feel like I use it a lot for validation, kind of in that way, and, like, I'm so sick of feeling, like, I don't know, I'm more than just a tall person with, like, an in-shape body. But it's hard for me to internalize that because, like, I don't know. With me, social media has kind of turned into a toxic thing of comparison and just feeling like I'm working so hard, but it's not good enough because someone's over here and looks way better or is doing what, you know. So I don't know. That's something I definitely struggle with. And 
still like I'm constantly having to work on just remembering like that's not what I want to do. <laughs> I'm with you. I I go back and forth every day. I'm like I need to just delete Instagram, delete social media, and then I like don't because I'm over here across the world right now, and I'm like that's like some of the only ways. Well, and I that's different, exactly. And I but I hate it. I'm like just delete it. But I'm like but I want to talk to my friends and like keep up with everyone. So. That makes it hard, but yeah, I'm with you. Social media makes me like I, I've seen these ads recently that are promoting this new phone. It's called like a light phone. Have you heard of it? Ah, uh. yeah, totally random. But it basically is like we're going back to like all a phone is needed for. All it does is like send texts, make phone calls, and like does maps and maybe a calendar or something like that. I was like, I need that. I really need <laughs> to not have a real phone. Like you like, have I need no a choice phone. to have. Go back to a flip phone. <laughs> Yeah. Cause yeah, the social no, media I agree. Like social nice. media, like there is good things about it. Like for example, in your situation, like communication has changed so, so much that like, that's how our generation, I feel like keeps in contact with each other. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to be better about like FaceTiming and texting and calling people instead of like DMing yeah. them. Cause I kind of want to change how I'm communicating, but it definitely is hard. And like when you're not seeing all your friends and you want to see what they're up to, like, I totally understand that. Like, otherwise I feel like you'd feel totally isolated over there. Yeah. But that leads, like, you want to check in and see what everyone's doing, but then you see what they're doing and you're like, well, shoot, I want to be doing that. Or then it's like, yeah, now I'm jealous. Exactly. I feel left out. And it's like, yeah, it's hard. (laughs) There's like, it's good for about 10 seconds and then causes so many more problems than it's, actually doing I agree Um, for me it's something that has created like jealousy and narcissistic thinking at least to me personally I would just like oh for sure oh I need to post this selfie or show them my best or like I don't know and then just like seeing someone else and I'm like oh they look like they're doing better or I don't know it just I definitely need a break and hopefully like I wish I didn't care about it because I wish I could just delete it and like delete my profile and be done but hopefully taking a break will like help ease, like ease me into that direction of eventually like getting off Instagram. Yeah. Well, those are good goals. And like, at least you're aware of it. Like that's a big deal. Most people aren't even aware that they're like on it too much. <laughs> like, yeah, no, I agree. That, I agree. Yeah. They're having a conversation with you while they're scrolling on their phone. Like, yeah, it's like, okay. Eye oh, that's one of my nice. biggest pet peeves. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But I want to, jump back to those two things you said you struggled with um, because of being tall. Like for anyone who doesn't know you, those people that do know you, like, well, those people that know you well know that those things are hard, but like from the outside, most people wouldn't have ever guessed that you struggle with those two things, like body image and like being like worried about your friends, like, cause you're such an outgoing person and you're so friendly and you are in such great shape and you Thanks. love to work out. So it's like <laughs> you would never you. guess, but it's nice to know, like, it's nice to know someone who looks like that or seems that way <laughs> struggles with those things too. Like, I feel like I'm constantly worried that, and I think this is something for me that goes back to like taking up space. Like, I'm always worried that I'm being too much t- for a person, like, like in a like friend situation or in any kind of relationship situation, I guess, just like, oh, I think I'm like, I'm just like too much of a per- like, I'm, I don't even know how to explain it, like my personality or like the things that I want to do or the things that I need and this friendship or relationship is just like too much. I need to take like a step back. Like I've no, I totally understand that feeling. 
yeah, like I've texted them like, uh, or someone, sometimes they'll reach out and be like, where have you been? Like, haven't talked to you in a while. I'm like, oh, I'm just like giving you my, giving you space. Like, <laughs> need to let it, give a breather. No, and I get that. I do think though, like, even though you view it as something you like want to avoid, like, I feel like that's one of the strengths about you is like, when you commit to something like a friendship or I don't know, I just think of you as like a team captain, like when you played with us or just anything you want to do. Like, I feel like you commit to it and you may see it as too much, but like, I don't know. I've never, I never realized you felt that way. Cause I'm like, I always just thought like you give everything your all, which to me seems like a really good trait. And Thanks. like, yeah, no, seriously. Like, I don't think there's anything wrong with being too good of a friend or, <laughs> too good of a leader or too invested in something like I get like it can be hard because passions like when you're passionate about something it makes it hard because it's makes it emotional you know but I don't know that's always something I've admired about you is like when you commit to something you're full in with it and it's interesting to hear that that's something that you like want to tone back in your personality because that's something to me that stands out as a really good thing but I get like we all have our internal monologue that like others don't even know is happening See, that's why I love these conversations. You learn things about yourself and other people and it makes you feel better. Yeah, it's awesome. Okay, so I don't even know how to dive into this, but you and your working out. Danny loves to work out all the time. Like what makes you love like yeah, just what do you love about working out? For me, it honestly is like I don't know, the feeling after a really hard workout, like when you're just so proud of yourself and like proud of your body for accomplishing that. Like that's one of the best, like it's like a drug to me. Like, I mean, I'm pretty sure it is. Doesn't it release like serotonin in your brain or something or like, I don't know, or dopamine or something like something like for me, like, especially like people think I'm crazy for this too. And maybe (laughs) I am, but like the harder the workout is like, if I can like kick that workout's ass, excuse me for swearing, but like (laughs) the happier, I don't know. Like, I'll just feel so good about accomplishing that. I think it's just because I'm a pretty goal-oriented person. And, like, I like to have this task in front of me. And, like, if I know, like, I can complete that and complete it really well, then it just makes me feel really good. Well, I think that's... I mean, it's funny. It sounds simple to, like, you and me or, like, people who play sports, but, like... Or people who do set big goals. But, like, that's a that's a really big deal to, like be able to set those goals and know you want to go accomplish it and like go attack these big giant things. Like, and people who don't know you know, like you're the most competitive person I've ever met. And so like, do you like, like, I know this, but like you you just like enjoy like even beating yourself and things you're doing. Right. Like that's what makes you like, like if we do conditioning, exactly. Like if we do conditioning and last week when I did conditioning, I did a certain speed. Then this next week I'm like, okay, I need to go faster than that speed. (laughs) Like, I don't know. That's just kind of how my brain works, but there's definitely time. Like motivation isn't a constant thing. Like it's fleeting for everyone. Like there's times we'll all feel motivated and other times where I just feel like, I don't want to get out of bed. I don't want to go to the gym, but then I'm always glad after when I do it. Like, I don't know. I think I've been able to implement it into my routine so much that like it's just what I do. And even on days where I don't want to go work out or don't want to go do something like I'm really big on routine of just do it and you'll be thankful for it afterwards. Okay. I'm glad you said that too. Um, I know 
maybe a year or two ago now, like we, we talk about books that we're reading all the time. And there was a time where you were reading a lot of books on habits. Um, do you want yeah. to just talk about that? Cause I, you just said that you're big on routines, but like what kind of habits or routines like do you do or have you built or, or learned from these books and things like that? Yeah. So for anyone who wants, if you like nonfiction, tiny hat, I mean, atomic habits, sorry, by James Clear. I read that. I'm actually reading it again right now. I've probably read it four times, but nice. it's just, it's one of my favorite books because you know how something's like, when it's explained to you, it just clicks in your head. Mm-hmm. Like these aren't, I guess, new concepts, but how he explained it and just like laid it out really just clicked for me and meant a lot. But it basically he talks about, we are essentially the sum of all of our daily habits over time, if that makes sense. So Mm -hmm. say I get into the habit of, I don't know, drinking like soda with every meal, but not diet soda, but like just soda, like say like, and it's easy for something like that to be a habit. At first it probably like won't really, I won't notice anything, but like over time, like, I don't know, my skin could start breaking out or I could start gaining weight. And like, I don't know, it's just little choices. Like when they're repeated add up, so they can compound positively and they can help you or they can compound negatively and they can hurt you in the end. And what really stood out to me was like having a goal and a vision for whatever you're doing. And that was something that I really relied on over quarantine because it was the first time in my life I haven't had a packed schedule where I had to be at volleyball, had to be at weights, had to be at class, you know, like I'm used to having my schedule given to me and then anything extra I fit around. Mm-hmm. And now I had all day long to just kind of twiddle my thumbs at first. And then I was like, okay, I need to get some structure and figure out where I want to be once quarantine ends. And granted, like at the time I thought it was going to be a two week break and it kept extending. And now we're here. I mean, it's not as bad as when it was first shut down, but still times are so different. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It's like have a vision and then have, he calls them your procedures. Like he was like, it's so good to have goals, but just having a goal isn't going to get you to your goal. You have to have procedures in place to reach the goal and it should be daily things. And so for me, like I've created a habit, just holistic health has become really important over quarantine because I want my body to be ready for when we do full on start playing volleyball again. And so I have been, I've gotten in a habit of like my hydro flask that I keep with me all the time. I drink six or seven a day and like, I don't know. I just like, you can write out your habits if you want or not. Like it's easier for me if I just write it out, like this is what I want my days to look like and then kind of follow it from there, I guess. But it's such a good book and it just talks about really how our choices we make every day actually impact us a lot, especially when they're repeated. So it was just a really cool concept to me. For sure. That's, that is cool. I'm going to have to put that on my list. I've said that for a while. Yeah. Now, it's, but it's such a good book. Forgot about it. Um, it's awesome. Okay. Well, kind of combining this and the last thing we we're talking about, like your competitiveness and wanting to like beat yourself in your workouts and these habits, like I'm not going to get all your accolades, but Daniel, over the last four years at Utah, has you're now two-time three-time all-american why can't i remember right now no two-time not okay. three-time well it's gonna be a three-time <laughs> thank soon. you um 
<laughs> Thanks. I mean, your game has improved every single year and like tenfold every year. Like, do you think, like, what do you attribute that to? Like, just you as a person, these habits, like, what, what do you focus on to help make yourself a better athlete? Honestly, for me, I think just that natural, it's funny, we did a, I don't know if you listen to Justin Sua and his podcast, but I still listen to that like every morning because it's like less than five minutes every morning and I like his messages, but we did a team Zoom with him. I heard, very jealous. And, oh my gosh. It was the best team Zoom ever too because everyone, really? like Zooms suck. Yeah. It's so silent, so awkward, but w- that Zoom was like popping. Everyone was talking, laughing, had comments. It was awesome. But um, he asked all of us our why and to share it. And that has always been a really hard question for me because I would have people around me and these aren't bad whys at all. It's just like it never resonated with me, like mm-hmm. saying it's their family or it's their friends yes. or it is their love for the game and that stuff. And for me, like I would try and be like, yeah, I'm playing for my family too. But like internally I'd be like, no, that's not at all. Like, and like for a while I was like, maybe I'm just playing for the team. Like, I don't even know my why. So I took time to kind of reflect on it. And I was like, honestly, like my why of like kind of why I do everything is it goes back to being competitive. Like I just want to be the best at whatever I do. And I want to beat you. And I just like, I don't know, my type of personality, like, I just, I like to win, I guess. And I shared that why with Justin, because I always kind of thought that was a really bad why. And he was like, I love that you shared that. And I love that why. But I just want you to know, like, that is a really hard why. Because when you're not having success, or when you're not feeling like you're the best, that's when you're going to have to rely on discipline, because it's easy to just kind of give up if that makes sense yeah for sure um but yeah I guess it just comes down to like I just want to be good at whatever I'm doing even if it's like something dumb like drawing a picture like I'll spend a ton of time in research drawing techniques because I want it to turn out good or you know just like something silly like that but I think over the past four years having that mindset and like just that desire like I want to be the best one day even if I'm not right now like I'll stay after and do extra reps or I'll go early or like I'll visualize these things when I'm at home and I'll work on the mental side of the game too I don't know I think that has helped me definitely grow so much as a player but also a person which I feel like that's the more important part at the end of the day is I feel like I've grown a lot and matured a lot and been able to learn so many more important things than just volleyball that's awesome. I, I'm with you. The why has always been kind of strange. And then when you hear people say, I, I, I didn't get it either. I do it for my friends, my family. I'm like, really? You're, you're working, you're working your butt off every single day for your family. Like, <laughs> okay. I, I mean, like, I guess in my head, I'm like, that would be one thing if it was a job and you're supporting them with that money you're making. But like, it just never made sense to me. But like, I know it never resonated with me either. And I'd be like, I I wish I knew my why, like at that point. And then when I finally got it, it was awesome. And I was like, it gave me a lot of clarity of, yeah, that actually does make a lot of sense. Well, yeah. Like, I mean, when you just said, I want to be the best at drawing a picture and like go research technology, I mean, like that's you to a T that's, that's how you do everything. And like, (laughs) it's 
so yeah that's awesome that you put it into words because that's super cool and like and it there you have like I don't, you don't have lots of low days but there are days when if you're struggling it's like it would seem really hard and it's like it's not that big of a deal Dan like you're you're doing great like <laughs> chill out but it's like no I'd be in tears at practice because yeah. I'm making errors <laughs> in yeah. a stupid drill that like isn't even being statted yeah and I used to like try and explain it until I like finally figured out what my why was, I would try and explain it and be like, I'm just so passionate about volleyball. So it hurts when I'm not doing good at it. But then like, I'm like that in all aspects. Like, I don't know. Like, I just like to go all out. (laughs) Exactly. No, seriously. Like just, I'll be like really upset if exactly. Or even with school. Like I, I don't put the time and studying into school that I should because I like, would rather just go on a hike or something, which I know that's my own fault. So I don't know why I expect to get good grades on a test that I haven't studied for. But like yesterday, I took a final. I did not study for it, which this is that's been me this like whole semester with COVID and <laughs> yeah. I've just been a really bad student. But like I'll still like drag my way through assignments, but I failed like badly on this test yesterday and it set me off for the rest of the day and like, I was like, I chose not to study about this and not care. Yet now I'm like in tears. So obviously I did, care. you know, like it's just a, yeah. Yeah. I want to win. Yeah. But still, I mean, that's awesome. I, th- that will, that drive will get you further than most people in life simply because you will. <laughs> Thank you. So I think it's really cool. You're one of my favorite people that I've ever gotten to play with just simply because you're like one of the hardest workers I know. And like, and that drive to win, like competing is one of the best parts of playing sports and like so it was just awesome I feel like you're that way too Burke like you were I don't know I just feel like you have that fire and like just love to compete as well like is that your why too like you just want to win and want to be the best I don't I feel like I'm still struggling with my like so even being here we've talked with a sports psychologist because we're struggling a little bit and they he mentioned like you got to know your whys and like where I'm at right now my why was I'm trying to figure out this professional life and I'm currently in Paris because I wanted to explore Paris like how do you like yeah. that's an amazing city so like my why was that so being put in lockdown and not getting to explore the city really affected my mentality of everything I'm doing like, here you're like why am I here <laughs> yeah I'm like well this sucks like yeah so that made it really hard and I had to readjust and like okay we need to get better at volleyball. We need to focus on like team that like I had to adjust what I was thinking about because my why had changed. But I think I always said that my why was just like hard work or my teammates. Like I always wanted to work hard for my teammates when they were working hard next to me. Like I wanted to be good for them. So, but I have struggled. I've never really had a desire to like be the best at everything like which is I, I don't know like I that's kind of what I'm saying no, I get right that now. like I'm trying to decide where I'm at and like how long I'm going to play for because I'm like well I don't really have a desire to play on the national team I don't really have a desire to be the best middle blocker in the world like that's not my drive right now but but I do but I have always wanted to do like if I'm going to do something I'm going to do it the best that I can so similar I guess but it's never like that end goal like I feel like your why could also be, like, I I just, I thought about it when you said earlier that, like, you just want to work hard for your teammates. Like, you know how earlier you said, like, you feel like you can be too much? 
Yeah. Maybe it's just because, like, your why with things, not even just volleyball, but just in life, is, like, you want to work hard. I know that sounds, like, weird, yeah. but, like, because, I don't know, I think of everything that you do, you do it really well. And you go all out, and I don't know, I think that could even, even if it doesn't necessarily make sense as, like, a why, like, your why could honestly be, like, you're just such a hard worker, like, you're driven to work hard. Thanks, yeah, that's... I mean, I don't know. <laughs> no, it's nice that you feel like, cause I do feel that way. Like, I do. I'm like, I think I know how to work hard, and that's what I want to do all the time, and like, that's what I'm good at. So I'm gonna make that happen. But yeah, it seems like a strange why, but it is what it is. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, the last person I had on the show was one of my childhood friends, Ann Tate. So she has a question for you. Um, she not specifically for you, but other tall girls. But you get to answer it for tall girls. Perfect. Um, and then do I ask a question at the end? Yeah. For whoever you interview next. Perfect. Yeah. I love that. Um, okay. So her question was: If you did have the magical opportunity to be shorter, be average height, whatever that is, five two or five four, would you do it? <laughs> no. And I think that's just because, like, I have learned to love. Just, I, I'm not even just like my height specifically, but I just feel like I've learned to love like what my height has given me in life, if that makes sense. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. I just think it's given me a lot of opportunities and put me in a position to, I don't know, have the relationships I have today and just have the accomplishments and also the people in my life that, I don't know. It's weird to like relate all that back to height, but honestly, like if I wasn't tall, my parents would have never probably signed me up for volleyball or, and like, who knows how, you know, like, I don't know. It's just weird to think about, but yeah, I think if you would have asked me that when I was like a freshman in high school, I'd be like, yes, I'd love to be like (laughs) tiny and have tall guys just pick me up and blah, blah, blah. But now like I can honestly confidently and firmly say like, no, it's definitely something that I've learned to love and just be proud of. That's awesome. Okay. Now your question. Do you have a question for other tall girls? <sighs> yes. Let me think for one second. Yeah. Go ahead. I guess in my head, I don't know how to ask this, I guess, but like for the next tall girl on this podcast, I want to know what has your height brought to you or into your life that you are most grateful for? Whether it's an opportunity or a person or an experience, just what is something that you are most grateful for that height has allowed you to have in your life? Love it. That's a great question. Thanks. Super awesome. Okay. And like we always do, we always end up just going off on tangents talking about everything but we didn't really get to talk about, <laughs> i know like, all my answers are so long sorry <laughs> no i love it no that's what was supposed to happen I, I don't know i feel like i really wanted to talk to you about your dogs and your skincare routines and like all that stuff that you love to do like is there but like is there anything that you want to talk about like tell the world about uh copper and chesney and i don't even know your cat's name now mimi mimi she's okay, i have seen that somewhere. she's like a little tiger <laughs> Well, first of all, with skincare, yeah. I love it. I'm passionate about it, obviously. 
<laughs> I love helping people get into it. I love giving people products. I'm like, I will, especially with my teammates. Like, yeah, you guys are basically some of my only friends that I interact with socially. And I'll like, just, I get to know your guys' skin, like by examining it, looking at it, seeing what products you use or don't use in the locker room. And I love being like, hey, like, here's this moisturizer or like, you should get this face wash. It would really help with da-da-da-da-da or this is a good tip with acne. And I don't know. I love doing that. I love helping out in any way I can with skincare stuff. Okay, um, share your favorite it. tips and routines. Let's hear it. Okay, right now, I am using a brand called The Ordinary, and I'm a huge fan. First of all, it's super affordable, and I've bought, like, really expensive skincare before, and the results were just, like, like, it's not like it was bad, but I was, like, I was expecting, like, my skin to be glowing, paying $80 for a moisturizer, like, (laughs) but um, The Ordinary is awesome. Right now, I'm using... It's kind of just to fight blemishes and also anti-aging stuff because the sooner you start with anti-aging products, the less chance you're going to need them later. To know. But yeah, so I'm using like this. They're these serums too. And then I use Murad as a cleanser, but anyways, getting super random. But <laughs> I have like hyaluronic acid for hydration. I have this one called the Buffet, which has a bunch of really good vitamins and minerals that it's really good for fighting acne and then I have this zinc serum that's also really good for acne and just like pores in general and then so I put that on after I wash my face and dry it and then I'm just using less is more when it comes to skincare and I'm just using Cetaphil moisturizer and then sunscreen which is something I wish I would have done earlier because I can already see my skin aging I mean it's not like it looks old or anything but like just yeah my mom would tell me, like, you never wear sunscreen and you fry your face, like, you're going to get wrinkles. And now I have, like, a little bit of wrinkles. And so I'm using sunscreen. Good for you. <laughs> so definitely use SPF. Everyone should. If you're outside ever, you need to use it. Well, because that's another thing we later. didn't even talk about, that you're also, like, a pro beach player. So just one more thing to add to the list. <laughs> no. Not a pro beach player. I like to play for fun. <laughs> I haven't played in so long, though, so I probably can't get out of the sand oh, anymore. Yeah. It's been a minute. Yes, but I love oh beach. my gosh, I didn't even hear what you said. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. But then about my dogs, do not get a dog in college. If you are a student athlete and listen to this, do not get a dog in college. And for sure, don't get two dogs in college. Even though that was a gift she gave me, she gave me a dog while in college. She's going to tell you not to get I a dog. I thought she in was graduating. I thought she was leaving college. And then she surprised right, us all right. and was like, actually, I'm going to be in college for eight years. <laughs> for eight years. One of the best gifts ever. I'm not complaining. I love my dog and I'm so grateful for him. So, not even mad. I wish you could have brought him to Paris with you, but would it have not worked with your schedule? Like, would it be impossible? Um, it wouldn't have been too bad. Uh, our traveling isn't too crazy, but like he would have gone crazy in my little apartment. Like, I don't, I don't even, yeah, I just, my parents' house is, my parents' house is normal, but they have a huge backyard. And so that's where he's at right now. And he's like living his best life running around that backyard. So I wish I could have brought him, but yeah, he would not have been happy here at all. No, that totally makes sense. It's for his 
It's for his betterment, yes. but I'm sure that was a hard heart, decision for you. I'm doing the best thing for him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I could do that. I would I definitely know. bring copper. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. And another tip on dogs. Just because you have one good dog doesn't mean the second one is going to be good. And it doesn't mean you're a good dog trainer. You just lucked out. I learned that the hard way. <laughs> My first dog's a genius. My second dog is... She's interesting. <laughs> but I still love... I love her. Yeah. I mean... Do you take that, like... Danny goes on like three, four mile hikes with them, and she's like, in like, raised their endurance level, so she has to continue to go on hikes with them because. <laughs> and so I also got a, a hunting breed of dogs, so like, <laughs> yeah. it's one of the highest energy breeds you could get. They're called Vishlas, and they could run probably. I'm not even exaggerating. Probably thirty miles a day, and like maybe be tired at night, maybe. But it's crazy. Yeah. I don't know. Hiking has become and I don't even people think that I like to hike. Like it's not that I like hiking, it's that like I like to exercise my dogs so then they behave better. So it's just like something it's a daily routine thing that I just have to do. <laughs> All right, cool. Well this has been awesome, Dan. Thanks so much for chatting with me. Yeah, thank you so much for having me and Good luck with everything with the podcast and Too Tall for You moving forward and with volleyball in Paris. Thanks so much for listening. As always, subscribe, comment, and share with all your friends. You can find us on Instagram at Too Tall for You Podcast. Thanks again and catch you next time.